This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, woohoo! Welcome to woo-hoo, another woo-hoo, digital woohoo! Sit episode 210. I've done this intro 21 times. Hello, Luke. Hi, for hi, everybody. I think it's more than that. Because you do the woohoos for like uh, the year long, uh, uh, the year oh, yeah. anniversary shows, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it is. Uh, what a gimmick. It has last, lasted since show 10. That's, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a long, <laughs> long standing running gimmick. I don't know if it's a great gimmick, it, it is a gimmick that we do, though. <laughs> I, I don't know if I care if it's a great gimmick. I think it's a fun gimmick. Right. <laughs> I at least I have fun with it. <laughs> that that's one of the things. Like uh, I was talking to somebody about podcasting this week, this week and um, uh, I was talking uh, uh, to. Uh, a man uh, that uh, was thinking of starting his own podcast, and I was like, one of the things that I I recommend to people is like find somebody uh, you can have fun with. Like if I if I didn't have fun with Luke doing this, we would not have done <laughs> two hundred and ten episodes. Yeah, I can promise you that. <laughs> if it was all like serious like that's a, especially now in social media there are a lot of people who like just get into youtube or just get into podcasting or something because their mm-hmm. whole goal is just to make money they went they, right. they there was no other no other purpose no other reason they didn't really they're like they see other people get famous or even that just getting famous not even money necessarily their whole goal is to get right. famous and it's like no, you just do it. Do it to have fun, and then if that happens, <laughs> then that happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not. It uh, has nothing to do with that. I we do a, a lot of this has started. I think because uh, we wanted to do something different than everybody else that was doing mm-hmm. things kind of all the same at this at that time, 
And now it seems like podcasting has blown up even more since when we started to the point now there's so many different podcasts and podcasts by people where I don't even know how to describe it, but like at what point is a podcast no longer a podcast and is a TV show, right? On YouTube. Right. Right. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, you, you could you could uh, you could uh, have a valid uh, argument for for example Joe Rogan's podcast that you find on iTunes and everything else. Is that a podcast or is it a TV show? Right. Or is it a YouTube show? Or what is it? Is it really a podcast? Well, I mean, if it's <laughs> if it's only if it's mostly consumed uh, vi- v- via video, if more people listen or watch it than listen to it, is it a podcast? Really, like H three H three, they do a podcast, right. and I put that in, in air quotes. But they yes. do all these segments where you would have to be watching the video to understand what's going on. Otherwise, you would not. You, you There's no way to like uh, non-visually uh, consume it. When we do videos on here, we try to describe what's happening. Uh, you know, make jokes about the video or or tell people where to find the video so they can watch it at the same time mm-hmm. as us. But when you're just playing a video and there's no way to consume it uh, through audio, I don't think that's a podcast. I mean, when iTunes started, there were. Uh, what were what were they called? Video podcasts. Um, it was something. It oh. was called something different. Yes, it was. I, I can't fucking remember, but uh, it, it, because it wasn't vlogs, because that's video blogs. It was, it was something like that. Was it called VPod or something like that? Vodcasting, maybe something like that. Yeah. Vodcasting. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I remember it, and, and it was a, a a very big thing on iTunes forever. It was like, yeah, you can download both video and audio podcasts, and 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 some podcasts uh, were like on both media, and that's that's one of the things that I I I, I like I I say to everybody that wants to do a podcast, like if you do, don't do it for the fucking wrong reasons, like starting out. Thinking you would earn money or fame or whatever, even though if you have a lot of friends and people that knows you, like do it because you want to do it. Don't do it because of of uh, money or fame or whatever. I could not do do two hundred and ten episodes uh, uh, with somebody I didn't like. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it is very easy. It's very easy to say that, but what what the fuck do I know? Hey, um, if you like this podcast that we never talk about, you can share it with the world. You can share it on Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, 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 TikTok. Uh, <laughs> help me look. I'm 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 running out of social media. Apps. <laughs> <laughs> Vine. Oh no, that's that's not. not a thing anymore. That that is TikTok now. TikTok is Vine. They're the same thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, Skype. <laughs> Share it on Skype. <laughs> Share it on far- farmersonly.com. Share it on there. Yeah. <laughs> 
judate.com. <laughs> yes. But yeah, sure, he is scary. We don't ask for money. If you want to give us money, contact Luke um, on Twitter or Facebook. If you want to give us money for some reason. I'm, I'm going to guess that it's never, ever going to happen. Um, hey, look, there was a debate last week. Uh, well, last night, I should say. Uh, let's talk a little about it. But before we go uh, through it, uh, Tulsa Gabbard uh, said she was maybe going to uh, boycott it because it's a reality show. Right. Uh, on, on Monday, she said she had plans... Uh, Oh, she on um, okay. After boycotting it on Monday, she said she had plans to attend the debate. So she did. I mean, it already happened, obviously. So she did attend the debate. Right. But she uh, said last week, uh, it says here without evidence that the DNC and corporate media were trying to hijack the election. She said she might sit out the sit out uh, the debate. Uh, in the past, Gabbard has grit- criticized the DNC for its debate qualification criteria, including the fact that they only recognize certain pollsters as counting towards the minimum poll threshold. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and she posted a video on social media um, talking about uh, how she didn't want... Uh, basically just talking about how she uh, doesn't agree with the formats of the debates and the way that they're presenting the candidates... And after this debate, I, I'm not 100% disagreeing with her. I mean, after every debate, it, she, it's very clear there's biased. And this debate was so clear there was biased. Ooh. I don't know. Ooh, it's biased, this uh, debate. Especially when they say in the beginning, Hey, you, uh, uh, Biden, that never have done anything wrong. And you somehow have never done anything wrong either. We're going to ask you a question about your son in Ukraine that we at CNN are saying is not true. It's just rumors. You did nothing wrong. Let me ask you a question now. <laughs> that was more or less what I did. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it in a second. But uh, uh, on Twitter, she said, uh, as if to prove my point, New York Times, who is the uh, CNN and New York Times were the two people that did the debate. New York Times just published a greatest hit smear piece. All your favorite hits in one article. These are the folks who will be acting as neutral questioners slash moderators on uh, of the Tuesday's debate. So that one big problem she had is uh, these New York Times was going to be one. Well, it was one of the three mon- moderators was a New York Times uh, person. And it was, it's the same newspaper that just uh, is, you know, throwing attack pieces at her and Bernie Sanders and uh, mostly uh, those two, just throwing uh, attack pieces at them. And she's saying, how can I go to a debate and expect it to be neutral uh, when it's clear that this newspaper is biased against me? Right. Mm. Yeah, no, it's... uh... It was very, very clear. I, I saw a rundown of, of who was allowed to speak most on the debate. And she was uh, second to last uh, in, in time <laughs> given uh, in the debate as well. So maybe, maybe she, yeah, 
like uh, like Luke said, maybe she has a case after this fucking debate because it was atrociously biased. <clears throat> yeah, I'm. I. It, I think CNN was the biggest problem in this situation as far as where the oh, bias yeah. was coming from. They clearly uh, had an agenda and they were framing questions in very specific ways. But let's get into the debate right now. Why don't we get into the debate? I have three pages of notes here because this debate was crazy. I, it was so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start. Uh, but I guess uh, let's start with Tom Steyer, who is, this is his first yeah. debate ever. Um, he's been in the race a while. He's like a billionaire from uh, Washington State, I think. Yeah, and he was the one that was uh, actually the one that uh, got the least time uh, given. Uh, I didn't mind that because he had absolutely nothing interesting to say whatsoever. He, he was like, Yes, I'm a billionaire, but I want billionaire to get taxed. That was his whole thing. I mean, he did make some good points about uh, what was it? Ending the corporate rule rule over our gov government, like ending corporations' uh, abilities to, you know, uh, f fund lobbyists, and uh, that was his whole position. He had one position. It was end the corporate rule over our government, stop corporations from having so much power over the laws and everything else. The problem is he's a billionaire. So, like, he can say it all he wants, but he's a billionaire, right? He's not somebody that should... Yep. I mean, he can say it, but nobody is going to go, oh, well, the billionaire said uh, get rid of billionaires, so yay, right? It, it doesn't work. Totally agree. Uh, he was given seven minutes and 13 seconds, by the way, of talking time. Uh, to the winner of the debate, Warren, that was given 22 minutes and 47 seconds. So, uh, quite uh, less than uh, Warren, he was given talking time. Okay. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard? Yeah, um, I thought, um, I think she would have done better protesting, to be honest. Uh, I didn't think she did a big hoopla of being there. She seemed a little defensive and a little, like, yeah, lacklustered to be there, to be honest. So, I don't really know. I thought she made some good points. She, she yeah. said at the very beginning, uh, something. she said something that I think I've been wanting at least somebody to say, if not Bernie, somebody. She said, uh, uh, Trump won in 2016. Uh, no matter how mad it makes us, uh, he won. Mm. Uh, mm. You, I think going to the idea of like the whole Trump uh, derangement syndrome where uh, you can't... People are in this still in denial over the fact that Trump won. You know what I mean? And she right. called it out. And she called it out right at the beginning of the debate. She said, uh, no matter how mad we are, he he's the president. And we have to deal with the fact that he's in there. We can't just live in denial and be like uh, doing all these uh, crazy things like Russiagate and things like that. I think that was her point. Um, right. 
Uh, then she Just makes the same point that yeah. we talked about earlier, but she says, CNN called me a Russian asset, as did the New York Times. She says that. Mm-hmm. I think that was a great point mm-hmm. she made. Uh, she calls on Warren to respond to that, saying, uh, are you going to defend me uh, from being called a Russian asset? Uh, ca- calling out Warren a little bit, which then CNN didn't allow Warren to respond to that. But I think there was an interesting thing going on in this debate. It's kind of a, I thought it was a new strategy from everybody where they figured out the rules of these debates is if you say somebody's name, they get 30 seconds to respond. Did you notice anything right. about that, Fro? Yes. And so people were yes, yes. mentioning somebody's name specifically to give them 30 seconds, almost in a, right. in a way to, like, steer the conversation. They would... Uh, <laughs> They would make their point, and right at the end, they would they would mention somebody somebody's name so that that person would get a chance to respond, not somebody else who uh, maybe had raised their hand. Did you notice that at all? Right. Right. Yes. I think, well, we'll talk about it when we get to Bernie, but he even at one point had to kind of call out uh, CNN for not calling on him at one point. Right. Uh, Gabbard. Uh, was, Go was ahead. given eight minutes and 24 seconds, by the way. She had a big uh, back and forth with Booty Judge at one point. Yes. Um, Very good. And they asked him a question, uh, or she asked him a question, and he responded. And then right when he she's about to respond back to him after he made his kind of mm. jab at her, uh, the her spotlight goes out in the middle of her response. Did you notice this? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I was like. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did they black her out? <laughs> I thought it was... I almost kind of felt like it was a purposeful distraction. Like, the, she was in mid-response uh, defending herself against Booty Judge, and then your spotlight goes out, that would distract you. It would distract you unless you're Tulsi Gabbard, because she didn't even seem to flinch when it happened. Yeah, no. She seemed calm, cool, cool and collected. That's one of my notes there. All right, uh, next, let's go to Andrew Yang. Yeah, I think he was very good in this debate. Uh, I think he was one of my winners. Uh, I think he he uh, clarified his views uh, on things uh, like Ed, uh, when he was talking about people, uh, for example alone mothers being at home not getting uh, paid because they are not at work he thinks they should get a thousand dollars a month again this repetition of his point right instead of everybody being uh, forced into uh, uh, doing governmental uh, jobs that was the debate he was using this argument at and I, I think that's one of the better things he could do talking to people uh, on 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 the level where 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 uh, uh, one of the parents has to stay home for for some odd reason yeah uh, yeah at the very beginning in his opening statement um, he made a very good point I thought he said uh, impeachment uh, while important won't fix the problems of why Trump was elected right. Uh, the problems with uh, jobs and the problems with automation and the problems, uh, the reasons people voted for Trump aren't going to be fixed because we impeached Trump. Uh, 
And I think that's mm-hmm. maybe the best point made of the entire debate, possibly, to be honest. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I also think Yang did really, really well. He mentioned, as well as Joe Biden, I'll, I'll mention it when we get to Joe Biden, but uh, talking about the fourth industrial revolution, which we mm-hmm. did as a main topic on the show, I don't know, two years ago maybe or something, talking something about the fourth like that, yeah. industrial revolution. Um, mm-hmm. Just talking about automation and about how uh, soon, actually, I just found it from, it was way longer ago, uh, episode 132, we did the fourth industrial okay. revolution. So a while ago, yeah. um, but, oh, but I thought it was interesting that just now in this debate, it, it got brought up at least three times. People talked about the fourth yeah. industrial revolution and Yang was the first one to br- mm-hmm. bring it up talking about truck automation and how uh, trucking uh, is going to be taken over by robot trucks and we're not only going to lose these truckers are going to lose their jobs but people who run gas stations for trucks people who run uh, motels hotels uh, diners uh, you know fast food restaurants that are on freeways that primarily sell food to trucks and truckers all that stuff uh, loses money and loses businesses because of automation. It's not just the truckers. I, another good point made by Yang. See if I had anything else from him really quick. Uh, decriminalizing small amounts of opioids for personal use was another mm. big thing he mentioned. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, uh, Yang was given 8 minutes and 32 seconds, by the way. <laughs> Alright, Beto O'Rourke. Beto! Uh, he felt... Uh, he was given a lot of time, but I didn't feel like I saw him a lot uh, other when he was clinching with other, others. Uh, when him versus uh, uh, Buddha Judge uh, uh, on guns, when he said, I don't need uh, lessons from you on courage, political or personal, that was kind of funny. <laughs> On that point, yeah, he said um, they asked him about uh, taking people's guns and basically pushed him on something that we mentioned in, uh, when we talked about the last debate is the how do you force people to give their guns up, right? Uh, right. And his response was people will give up their guns if it's the law, basically. Saying if we make mm-hmm. a law that says you can't have these guns, people will just give them to us. So, and yeah, I think that's his thing was. What I think what he actually said was, "I have trust. I have trust in the people," and it's like that. Mm-hmm. Have you not been paying attention to politics for the last twenty-five years, or what? Um, yeah, it's very naive. It's very, it's very naive, and it's also very like police state of him. Right. Because uh, if if they don't give up the guns, it uh, reminds me of prohibition. Like uh, when when everybody was making alcohol illegally, uh, like do you really think that banning guns will uh, solve the fucking problem? Yeah, because that worked on marijuana, that worked on on alcohol, that works on everything else that you make illegal. It's impossible to get a gun if you're a convicted felon, right? <laughs> He also, at one point, said that war. For some reason, he said that Elizabeth Warren was pitting uh, one side against the other, saying she was using yeah. one side, like 
the Bernie side against the corporate Democrat side or something, and that she was playing mm -hmm. both sides, which uh, could be a tiny bit true, but I don't think she's pitting one side against the other. I think she's just playing oh. both sides. Um, he also he also made a point that everybody, including CNN, this was like a huge talking point that was made me laugh, but also made me really angry. Uh, will uh, talking about Medicare for all? Will the uh, will middle class Americans see a tax increase? Right. Talking about Medicare for all, which uh, is the dumbest Republican talking point, but they mm. we, they talked about it for at least like. I don't know, 30 minutes during this debate, a, a straight At up least. Republican talking point about, uh, you know, uh, raising taxes. Right. Uh, Amy Klobuchar. Mm -hmm. Amy Klobuchar. Where do I have that? Oh, there we are. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought she did pretty well in this debate. Uh, I think uh, she maybe was my winner of the women, to be honest. Uh, I don't think I, that's a thing, <laughs> but okay. Sorry? The winner of the women. I don't think that's a thing in a debate, but sure. Well, of the women. Of the women. Right. I don't, think, I don't think in a debate you, you separate the men and the women. <laughs> So, yeah, right. No, okay, okay, but she was the best of the way. Uh, okay, okay, you understand what I mean. I sure. don't mean it in a sexist way. No. I, I mean, like, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I thought she was very standful. She talked uh, a lot about opioids and things like that. That was maybe the, the most uh, time she was given on that. That was very interesting. I don't know what you're, who you're watching, uh, uh, was she the one that talked a lot about opioids? No. Uh, this is the lady okay. that cried about unions. She said... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. So I don't know who you're talking about. Um, Maybe I'm thinking of Harris. That would explain it, I guess. Uh, right. Anyway. She said she cried about unions. She cried about a... F she cried a few times. Uh, and her whole point was um, not anything moving forward. Her whole thing was, I want to go back to a time before Trump, uh, which in a way is the exact policies of Trump in 2016 because his policies were, I want to go back to the 80s. Her thing is, I want to go back, f what, three years ago. So, right. Um, Kamal Harris. Yeah, uh, one of the weaker ones for me this this time. Um, I I thought she she uh, was not really. She was she was she felt very in the middle of everything. I don't think she she had a very like stand point on anything. I don't know what you feel about her, but I didn't I didn't get anything from her. I thought she looked a thousand years old uh, from the yeah. last time I saw her. I don't know what it was. Yeah. I don't know what was going on, but she looked like she yeah. aged a million years in, in a month. Uh, mm -hmm. Her whole point on Medicare for all, when they brought up Medicare for all and healthcare for the, you know, bringing health care to the country was, uh, what about her? What about healthcare for women? And my response to that is, yeah. uh, it's Medicare for all. 
<laughs> like all like everybody like men and women so i don't understand what your yeah. fucking point is to bring why bring when they're talking about medicare for all bringing up oh we need to give uh, we also need to remember to give medic uh, we need planned parenthood and we need all these things for women and it's like medicare for all are you not fucking listening to the words i'm saying the words that are coming out of my mouth um yeah. i wrote down at one point she just doesn't care she just does not give a shit. She, yeah, she's yeah. not there. She knows she's not going to win. She's just there to yeah. make a name for herself, and it doesn't really seem to be working. Uh, I also wrote down a note, Russia is bad, is something she said. Um, yeah, she talked, uh, in the beginning, she talked a lot of uh, about impeachment. Well, there was, uh, she was talking um, in this part about... Uh, just generally how Russia uh, attacked us in 2016, which was still a big talking point in this debate, is that uh, the Russia Russiagate thing is still a huge talking point even after everything that happened with the Mueller report. It's, oh, yeah. it's, still, okay. being, it's still being acted like that that whole thing went down a whole different way. It's like it's, some of these Democrats, at least on this, this stage... They're, it's like they're living in a whole other dimension or some other twilight zone. You know what I mean? That I'm not living in the dimension where uh, the Mueller report found uh, all this stuff illegal happened. But apparently in a lot of people's world, that still happened, I guess. Um, oh, and she said she wants to shut down Trump's Twitter account. That was probably the biggest thing from her all night. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about that? Shutting down the president's Twitter account. Yeah, no. I think you should uh, let him tweet. I mean... It, if anything, it, it hurts him. So it doesn't funny. help him. I, but I think that is a no. thing that a lot of... Not only Democrats, but Republicans who don't like Trump. That's their big thing that they don't like about Trump is... Oh, he's not uh, presidential because he tweets. Like, that's their right. big thing against him. And it has been since, what, 2015, before he even was elected president. Uh, somebody at some point mm. in this debate, uh, we'll see if I find it, but they even pointed out, uh, we've been trying to impeach Trump since before he was even elected. I think it was right. Yang. Actually, it was Andrew Yang. So, yeah. Okay. Julian Castro. Uh, one of my biggest losers of the night. Uh, he's uh, very... Uh, Almost the same with him and Harris. He felt very like, why am I here? Uh, he didn't really have any uh, singers or any anything, I feel. Uh, his He really was in the background, super, uh, did not stand out at all. Uh, no. But his one big talking point during this debate, uh, he said, when they were talking about gun violence, he brought up, uh, police gun violence is also gun violence. Uh, when, mm -hmm. when a lady, a cop can just walk into somebody else's house thinking it's her house, shoot a guy, uh, she gets a, you know, she should be arrested just like anybody else, which she, in, in that case she was. Uh, and I think that's a good point, is he's just saying, we think about gun violence in America, a lot of people just... All they think is, you know, school shooting, this, that, that, but they don't consider 
police violence, gun violence uh, as well. Uh, I mean, it was a good point by him, but overall, he was way in the background. Uh, Booty Judge. Booty Judge. Uh, Yeah, I felt he had a good debate. Uh, I I think, uh, again, uh, the thing with him and uh, uh, O'Rourke was maybe the the thing that stood uh, out uh, for me. Uh, and also, uh, when he was on, on Gabbard. I thought he did horribly. Uh, I thought both of those, uh, encounter, or both of those altercations with Gabbard and her work, he lost against both of those people. He didn't win the, he didn't win the debate against either of those, uh, things. The only thing I have written down for what he said is, uh, I drive a Chevy pickup. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the only thing I have written down for yeah. something he said that was, like, a point that was, you know, something different or something yeah. interesting uh, that he said. And I, I thought it was kind of just... Uh, he's very blah. He doesn't have anything... He d- the weird part is afterwards on the news, they were pushing, like, he was the big winner. He was he did this big, huge thing. But, oh, I don't know, it... Yeah. Uh, it felt like to me that he he fell in the background as much as anybody else, uh, kind of like Cory Booker. Yeah, uh, Booker. Jesus Christ, he was bad this uh, this time. Uh, Another guy that just I, doesn't seem to give a shit. He he knows he's not going to yeah. win. He's only there. I don't know why he's there. Uh, just to suck up votes from Bernie and just to make name for himself. I don't know. Other than that. And it is very irritating to talk to people that kind of, or listen to people that talk like this. Very intense in every time he speaks and tries to get out his points very dramatic and very, like, fluently at the same time. Well, he's got the (laughs) Obama speaking style is what it is. Uh, Let's see, what did he say? Uh... Biden, uh, he said Biden good, Trump bad, uh, women's rights good, um, uh, don't debate each other, uh, because in 2016, the debates hurt Hillary. So he's basically blaming Bernie for Hillary not getting elected because, uh, Bernie was in the debate and he's also saying, he was saying, uh, this is why people don't like uh, us because we debate each other and we have to stop pushing it back against each other and start pushing against Trump. And it's like, this is a fucking debate. Do you know what the word debate means? Um, yeah. Yeah. It just, it was really a side, uh, side, uh, backhand kind of, uh, you know, uh, undercover jab from Booker against Bernie because he was basically mm-hmm. saying Bernie lost. Uh, Bernie made us get Trump. It was that was his back- backhanded way of saying that. Uh, he also meant he was another person who said Trump is partnering with Russia. That was his exact words. Mm-hmm. He said partnering with Russia again. No evidence of that, but we're continuing with the whole Russia Gate thing. Uh, he also said kids are going back to school. Uh, right now, and this is the first time that they're going to be going through school shooting drills, he said. Do you remember this? Yeah. Is that true? I was, when I was in high school, we had 
school shooting drills, and that was right. in 2001. <laughs> right. That was 20 years ago I, I was in school and we had school <laughs> shooting drills. So again, just a blatant right. lie. Just a complete blatant lie to try to scare people. It's like that fucking commercial, you know what I mean? It's just scare yeah. tactics. Uh, anything else for Booker? No? Alright, let's go into the next person. Uh, let's go to Sanders. Uh, yeah, definitely one of the winners of the night, I felt. Uh, I think he, being there, uh, being as strong as he was, nothing wrong with his voice, he hit his points every fucking time. Every time he was given the words, he was there. He felt on it, baby. He felt on it. Uh, I really like this debate of him. They brought up the Biden, Hunter Biden, Biden's son, and the, the corruption there, yeah. except, of course, CNN had to point out, CNN did this weird thing where they're like, you know, <laughs> none of that is actually true, but true. we, we, we yeah. do need to talk about, like, it, it's all false, I think is what uh, the guy said. It's all false, right. but we should talk about it. Um, and Bernie, Bernie kind of, he did his own little backhanded swipe at Biden saying, I would, I'm going to, I will change things to not allow corruption like this to happen. Not saying, mm -hmm. oh, Biden did something wrong. Hunter Biden did something wrong. He just saying, if it was me as president, I would make laws that wouldn't allow things like that to happen. <laughs> Being like, right. not attacking Biden per se, but basically backhandedly saying, uh, yeah, he did something wrong, and if I was president, I would it, that wouldn't happen under my watch like it did under Obama, I guess. Uh, any other... Let's see, Bernie? Oh, two-thirds of the way through. So the, the Biden thing, they brought it right at the beginning, as far as, like, the Ukraine stuff. Bernie's heart attack, they brought up two-thirds of the way through, right? So, yeah, something like that, yeah. But they're talking about... Uh, opioids. They're talking about the opioid crisis, and they ask everybody about the opioid crisis. They go through most of the people, and then they cut to Bernie, and they're about to ask him about the heart attack. And not not asking him about... They have not asked him any questions about the opioid crisis. So, uh, when she cuts to him, uh, Bernie can tell that she's not going to ask him about the opioids. So he just goes, yeah. listen, I'm doing fine. I'm great. And then he says, but I want to answer that question. And she had to actually stop, not ask him the question about the heart attack, let him answer the question, and then answer, uh, then ask, uh, ask the question about the heart attack, which he said, you know, I'm doing great, I feel better than ever. He looked, honestly, he looked better than he did before yeah. he had a heart attack, which yep. is crazy. Yep. Um, but yeah, in that set, he basically owned the moderator right there, being like, she tried, okay. she tried to skip him on something and then attack him at the same time. She's trying to skip yeah. him on opioids and then attack him uh, with the, on the heart, heart attack right. thing. And he was able right. to work around that. I mean, he's just a really good debater is what it is. Uh, and then he calls out the media uh, as being the same as tech monopolies. So they were talking about Facebook and Google and whether they should break up the tech monopolies. And he said, yeah, well, what about the media monopolies? Why are there only seven companies that own all of our TV and radio stations? I thought that was another really good point. Calling out CNN right to their face. All right, Elizabeth Warren. Um, 
I don't know if you're going to agree with this, and maybe it is very controversial, but she's my biggest loser of the night, and I will tell you why. I felt she was avoiding questions. I feel like she was kind of wishy-washing, and she couldn't really give a straight answer uh, when it was asked, where... Uh, and when people were pointing it out, she didn't uh, she didn't protect herself. She didn't go against them. She didn't like answer the question when when people were pointing like you're not answering the question, uh, Warren. She was like that, and she repeated the same thing over and over and over again. It felt like she was giving uh, she was given the most time. And I think that was to her detriment. I really think she lost the ball on this. Yeah, she definitely avoided answering the Medicare for All question. She she was asked it, and she's kind of uh, gone back and forth on on it publicly. And she mm-hmm. did. She was asked the question multiple times in multiple different ways, kind yep. of, and she avoided answering yep. it in, in any way whatsoever. So it it doesn't make me very um, confident in her uh, backing nope. Medicare for all. Um, she, what does she? She says, "Why does everybody?" Uh, at one point, she said, uh, "Why does everyone else on the stage support uh, have such support for billionaires?" This is when they were talking. CNN asked right. asked this actual question. Uh, Bernie wants to get rid of billionaires. Do you? Was a question basically right. that they asked. Right. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but a lot of these questions were framed in a way where it was uh, framed as Warren and Bernie like this. Why don't you? And it was never. Right. It was always Warren and Bernie like putting them together mash like they're like one person like they uh, like it wasn't ever oh this is bernie's stance what do you think about that it was this is warren uh, uh elizabeth warren and bernie sanders stance what do you think about that and the way that cnn packaged the questions was such just bullshit uh i guess i have a bunch of that i'll talk about it right at the end anything else for warren uh let me see but I find it I find it very interesting that she was given the most time of the night and also was so unclear on things because it wasn't only only the thing about uh, uh, healthcare she didn't answer I I I I think she was wishy washy on on a lot of things during the night she felt very like offbeat on this debate and i i have given her the win in in, in many times of uh, of when we have done this recaps before so i i was maybe expecting more as well from her and that was maybe also one of the reasons why i was so disappointed in her <coughs> excuse me um yeah she um at the end she also said uh, she's she was the one who wants to break up Facebook, Amazon, and Google, and that whole thing uh, right. that she brought up. Uh, okay, uh, Biden, final person. Oh, Woo. he didn't want to be there at all. Talk about someone that didn't want to be there. Uh, yeah, 
uh, I love when CNN uh, are, we talked about it before, but they are very pro-Biden. It's very clear. And they were giving him a lot of leave and he wasn't answering anything. And he even said he was proud of his son. Yeah, he totally deflected on the question of, of his son uh, and if they did something wrong, saying, uh, my son made a statement today, that that answers it. I'm not going to answer that question here, apparently. Uh, his, his whole thing was, don't focus on me and, and my son, focus on Trump. Right, that that was basically his answer to it. Don't focus on what my problems. Yes. Don't focus on me and the things I did wrong. Focus on Trump and the things he's doing wrong. You can't focus on two things at once, Fro. So you can only focus on one thing. Apparently, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Biden also, like I said, mentioned the fourth industrial revolution multiple times, talking about it, <clears throat> which I thought was interesting, just because it's the first time I kind of started hearing this talking point brought up in the debates and i think we're going to hear more about the fourth industrial revolution more as we move along in this uh presidential uh, race mm-hmm. uh, he points out i spent a lot of time with putin he says that's the point where i went wow he really doesn't give a shit does he <laughs> i was laughing at that i was so laughing at that I was like, okay, you're really trying not to get hired at, at the job you're, you're standing there for. You're uh, like, oh, I love Putin. He's my best friend ever. Uh, Biden, he went really, really long on this one answer. And even he turns to the commentator and says, yeah, I'm going to go long. And they didn't interrupt him. They didn't stop him. They just let him well, go. It was such yeah. bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. what? What is? So how? How is that even a thing that nobody has? I, know. I don't know. I haven't watched the news today, but I'm sure nobody's called that out. Uh, but it was complete yeah, bullshit. Um, he, he said at the end, very end, "I'm the only one who can get anything done." Was one of the things he said. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bernie yeah. hasn't gotten anything done uh, in the last four years. Oh. Uh, yeah, he makes the uh, very classic Republican talking point. Uh, where's all the money going to come from to pay for all these things? Uh, and then he stares. Bernie is doing uh, his final monologue, and Biden is staring at him in the weirdest, mm-hmm. creepiest way. It is. Go back and watch it. It is so weird and creepy. It's it's very like. I wrote down eagle eye. It looks like he's he's in a very hungry eagle, and Bernie Sanders a dead carcass. All right, real quick uh, before we go on to something else, uh, some bullshit that I just wrote down about kind of the CNN, the moderators, things like that. Uh, the f- first thing they bring up about Medicare for all is will it raise taxes on the middle class? middle class to pay for Medicare for all, which right. they brought up in the last debate. And has been, this question has been answered by Bernie over and over and over again. You yeah. raise taxes, but you save money because you don't have to pay for insurance. And it, you actually right. pay less when you don't have to pay for insurance and have to, and but have to pay taxes and you get better insurance. You pay less, but you pay more taxes. So it's this weird Republican spin they're trying to do to say, uh, oh, but he's going to raise taxes. 
Uh, such bullshit. Uh, right. Moderator says Bernie is going to raise middle class taxes without giving him a chance to respond. So at one point they asked the question and they said, uh, Bernie Sanders has said he he is going to uh, raise middle class taxes. Elizabeth Warren, are you are you, are you going to agree with that? Because you agree with his Medicare for all plan. They said that in the question, never gave Bernie a chance to respond to him raising uh, taxes. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, moderator said, do you want to get rid of billionaires? And then, uh, they, they asked Bernie, uh, this and a few other people, uh, then they cut to the billionaire on the stage to ask him what he thinks, right? That's the last person they, <laughs> this is the kind of swerve like stuff they're doing. Uh, another BS moderator thing, uh, do you believe Bernie Sanders uh, demonizes rich people was an actual question they asked in this thing. Um, the return of ISIS was a huge talking point in here. I mean, obvious, yeah, like that fine. is a huge Republican, like in uh, 2004, if you were hearing somebody talk about, oh, it's the, uh, the return of ISIS, ISIS is taking over, that would be Republicans saying that, but it's 2019, so it's Democrats now. Uh... Right, we talked about Biden going long. Uh, they're talking about, should we freeze uh, Vladimir Putin's bank accounts? Was a huge <laughs> talking point in this. Did you remember this? Yeah, yeah. Because they they can do that, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, overall, the CNN uh, people and their, the way they ask questions, the way they put this whole thing together was incredibly biased. They were clearly... Uh, pushing Elizabeth Warren and uh, Joe Biden and actually Pete Mayor Pete Pete Booty Judge, I think he he they're setting him up for uh, to be the backup if Warren if something goes wrong with Warren. So like it's always yeah. been this way where they always set up a backup and Warren was the backup for Biden. Biden clearly is tanking uh, and Warren is the front runner now. And if and they're setting up for if Warren if something goes wrong with Warren if something happens she gets, uh you know a scandal uh booty judge is there uh they're setting him up as the 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 backup guy so the that's what I thought of this whole debate. Winners and losers of tonight, uh, look. Right. What's your three winners? Uh, three winners. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh. I guess my number three winner, uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Andrew Yang, number two, oh. and Bernie Sanders, number one. Okay. Uh, my number three is Castro. Uh, my number two is uh, Yang. And my number uh, one is uh, Sanders. Worst. Top three worst, uh, geez, this is a tough one because it's like tied between five different people, but, uh, it is. I guess I'm going to go <clears throat> Biden three, uh, Booker and then Harris. Yeah, I'm going to go Harris, Steyer, then Warren, actually. I think she lost the most. That's my personal opinion. Okay. Yeah. 
but yeah, uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, maybe are getting some endorsements. This is good news. Who's going to endorse him? Uh, right. Uh, this was just after the debate, so I sent this to you right after it happened. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to endorse Bernie Sanders in, in 2020 election. Um, and I'm looking to see if that actually happened yet. I don't think it's happened yet, but it was. No. they said it was going to happen today, but it's still early here. So it could happen tonight, but it's also what I'm hearing is the rumor is it's also Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar are going to be there yep. to, you know, the yep. whole what do, what do they call them the crew or what are they called <laughs> something like that, the yeah. click I don't know whatever no that's uh, uh, the NWO <laughs> uh, the Bullet Club the is that what they're girls. called uh, the Mean Girls. The Mean Girls, right. <laughs> Remember, yeah, that was funny. Uh, right, they're going to endorse Bernie Sanders today is what we're hearing. Uh, during the mm -hmm. debate, Bernie did say, hey, come out to my event, and uh, there's going to be a special guest, Is what he, a special secret guest. He didn't say this on the stage, but uh, then it was revealed after the debate that it, the special guest is going to be uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh Right. Uh, it says here, later in the evening, Ilhan Omar, another member of the group Progressive House Freshman collect, uh, Collective known as The Squad, announced her endorsement of Sanders. Uh, Omar cited mm -hmm. Sanders' leadership of working class movement to defeat Donald Trump and his leadership on other major progressive issues. And it's why I believe Bernie Sanders is the best candidate to take on Donald Trump in 2020. That's from Ilhan Omar. This is a huge endorsement. This is it this is. is this is huge. This is like a campaign changing story. Uh, yep. yep. Especially after his heart attack, for them still to endorse yep. him. Uh, yep. It's uh, this is huge. This is giant. Uh, it and I think it also. I think the big story that this is the big story of, of the debate. Uh, even though all the stuff that happened in the, de in the debate. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. This is the endorsement that happened after the debate, which is kind of funny because the the debate, a bunch of really interesting things happened, but the biggest story is something that didn't actually happen in the debate, right? It was just barely mentioned in the debate. Mm -hmm. But the biggest story is this. And I think the interesting part is for P Democrats who say you were an Elizabeth Warren Democrat who voted for Hillary Clinton last, last time, right? But you support mm -hmm. AOC, you support Ilhan Omar, you support Rashida Tlaib because you're on that side of progressivism, but you're an Elizabeth Warren person, right? Okay. Now what do you do when Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and these women come out and support Bernie Sanders, not Warren? You know, how do you, how um, if you're one of those kind of Democrats, how do you uh, figure that out in your, in your head? I think that's going to be the interesting wow. thing to see in the next few weeks, whether this take some of those Elizabeth Warren people and bring brings them to the Sanders side. How do you justify it? It's also almost like what you're asking. What, in their heads, how can they be like, uh, say, how can they support everything that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez supports, but then go, right. but I don't support Bernie Sanders. Right, exactly. 
Okay, let's go away from the debate, because uh, if we want to find intelligent life on this planet, you have to look, uh, 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 what was it Einstein said? I, uh, if you want to find intelligent life on this planet, you have to look uh, far and beyond, or something like that. I, I, uh, but uh, humans will never live on another planet, a noble laureate says, and uh, why is that? Uh, here's the reality. We're messing up the Earth and any far out ideas of c colonializing another orb uh, when we're done with ours are is just wish wishful thinking. That's according to Michael Mayer, an astrophysicist, uh, astrophysicist who was the co-recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize in or the Nobel Prize in Physics, sorry, uh, this year <clears throat> for discovering the first planet orbit orbiting a sun-like star outside of our solar system. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're talking about exoplanets, uh, things should be clear. We're not migrating there, uh, he said. Uh, kill all the statements that say, okay, we will go to a livable planet if one day life is not possible on Earth. All the known exoplanets or planets outside of our solar system are too far away to feasibly travel to, he said. Even in the very optimistic case of a livable planet that is not too far away, say a few dozen light years, which is not a lot, it's in the neighborhood, uh, the time to go there is still considerable. So he's just saying, the whole idea of going to another planet and colonizing it like Mars or something like that, while it is an idea, it's not feasible just because of how far away things are in space. Did you uh, see who uh, won the Peace Prize, by the way? No. And we, we don't have it in the news. Uh, it was uh, uh, one of the leaders of an African country. I, am, I, I didn't look it up. But, uh, uh, yeah, the Peace Prize was given out this week, and I didn't even bother to have it in, in the news because it was a very, like, oh, okay, uh, <laughs> weird, weird winner. Uh, yeah. Abli Ahmed is his name, and he's the Ethiopian politician. He sure. was the fourth prime minister of Ethiopia, and he won the Peace Prize. Just for Where, being, for what? Does it say what? Or? Uh, yeah, he he uh, he uh, he brought he he's bringing peace to that country. Because there's people uh, uh, that are fighting in that country against each other. Ah, okay. In Ethiopia. Mm. I didn't know that, to be honest. But no, then again, neither. I'm not from Africa. <laughs> uh, so, uh, there's a little update. Uh, we, we talked about it uh, many, many weeks ago that uh, the UK government was going to block porn. Uh, after multiple delays, uh, the controversial age verification mixture will not be conversing, according to the digital secretary. Uh, the government has dropped plans to block pornography websites in the UK unless uh, they could uh, find effectively check the age of visitors. And like we talked about when we talked about this news, uh, that's impossible because people fucking lie on the internet. 
yeah, uh, following our report, the government claimed that delayed uh, would only last six months, but today Secretary Nick Morgan confirmed the plans will not be commercing. This is good news, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it's just they realized that this is not a thing that can actually be done. <laughs> and so they're going, uh, why did we try to do this? Oh, uh, right. hmm, yeah, people can just put in whatever they want, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good thing. I don't, I forgot that they were even doing this, but I'm glad that they're not doing it now. So I guess that, that's that. <laughs> it's that as well, yeah. Definitely. Uh, let's go to uh, the country that gave you the Peace Press this week, uh, Norway and our capital, Oslo. Oslo wants to, uh, to save shower by peeing in the shower. Wants to save water, sorry, by peeing in the shower. It would be kind of stupid to say water by, yeah. To, anyway, water can be saved uh, and environmentally helped by peeing in the shower. And also, uh, multiple section manager has advised Ultra Norway does not generally experience water uh, shortage due to its climate. An emergency situation was declared in 2017 when a measure to save water was temporarily introduced. Long term weather changes and aging pipes. Could see the water become more expensive resource NRK has said. Uh, as such, uh, Oslo's multiple water and sewage administration has offered a useful tip to reduce wastewater. It's okay to sh pee in the shower. <laughs> we have we have to stop wasting water. Section leader of the multiple uh, <laughs> department, Frode Hult. NRK. According to statistic Norway, each person in the country uses an average of 182 liters of water daily, almost twice as much as the neighbor Denmark, according to NRK's report. We could, for example, pee in the water, uh, pee in the shower, he said. Yeah. Why? I didn't know you were having uh, issues with water. Uh, yeah, like uh, water consumption there. Uh, it's a huge no. thing in, in California, but that's because California doesn't ever rain there. I, I, I wonder what the real problem with water in Norway is. I have no clue. Because it's clear, I mean, I'm seeing another story here, half a million Norwegians forced to save water. Uh, this was from July, so, you know, during the summer, but it's no longer summer there, right. so, hmm. No, it's definitely not summer here anymore. Someone has turned on the switch and turned it on to, uh, to uh, uh, winter this weekend, or this week. Right. Hold us up. Uh, hey, uh, we watched your YouTube video, and it doesn't exist anymore. Well, it does exist. Uh, it's privated. It, it, if you look at it, it says this video is private. So it did. I posted it on our Facebook. I posted it on our Twitter earlier this week. It was. I posted it up the day Tulsi Gabbard said she wasn't going to. Uh, she was going to boycott the debate before she actually went to the debate. And there was this video from this guy who he had five subscribers. The video probably had what 
like six views or something like that. Six views, yeah. Yeah, uh, yep. including me and Fro. And I posted <laughs> it up on our, our social media. Uh, and very soon after that, the video was put to private. Um, Whoopsie. Our bad. We just wanted to say sorry about that to the guy. If if he, anybody went there to hate on the guy or anything, uh, bad, bad you. You're the bad person, not this guy who's just trying to say, hey, Tulsi Gabbard, don't boycott the debate. He's He was a perfectly yeah. nice guy. It was a funny video, yep. I thought. But, yep. yeah. Yeah, we are We are very sorry. <laughs> we promise not to do it again. Right. Hey, look, uh, uh, I think we have talked about guns, but uh, Tron is going to tell the truth about guns. Again... Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Today I'm gonna say two things about the same subject. Yes, it's about guns again. Uh, first, uh, every Democratic candidate or any candidate in the primaries, this one thing. Oh God, I don't know why I have to repeat it again and again and again. But mental problems don't make you a killer. No. If people with mental problems were that dangerous, a lot of people will be dead right now. Yeah. There have been a hell of a more shooting accident in the United States and all around the world if that was the case. The second one is to you people who love your guns, you amosexual people who think those guns are so nice, so great, and so good. You will have them because you want to defend your rights. Okay, I can get that. But the one thing I always hear, like, you want to defend yourself against the government, against a big corporation, against so you can hold your individual power. Think about this. Do you really think the people with power would give you weapons if you were a threat? Do you believe that? Do you really believe that manufacturers would be with all those fancy guns, make them make malicious and so on and so on and so on, if they thought you were dangerous? I see all these people who brag about their guns, brag about how they have military training, like they are in militia. Uh, yeah, a bunch of guys that didn't jerk me others off by shooting things in the forest. They are so dangerous. But you know what? You're not a secret army or a secret militia or the secret defense team. The government knows about you. And the big companies who produce all these weapons, they know about you too. Because they will know exactly what to do. Isn't it funny, if you have spent so much time on fighting for democratic rights, one man, one vote, one woman, one vote, civil rights, and so on, that will be doing something. Isn't it strange that the government and the big companies are going after those people, not you? Yeah, you might think that is because you have guns, but no. They're not going after you because they already distracted you. They distracted you, so you think, sit in your own bubble, believing that you can defend. The invasion of Normandy was done by the military. The Nazi regime ended by military force. Not a bunch of fucking rednecks with military guns walking up to Normandy beaches. They didn't, they didn't do anything. I really think and that there were awesome foreign powers who gonna invade you? Really? Do you think that? Because we don't need the invade you. Nobody needs to invade you at all. 9-11 was enough to make you go fucking batshit crazy and turn away from every democratic principle you had. 
It's so fucking easy to mess up your fucking mind. What were you going to do next time? Hmm. Let us see, let us see, let us see. Yes, we bombed the capital of Texas. That would work. Because then you, then the manufacturer will buy even more guns. And you're going to start more wars that you're not going to win. And that produce more weapons again. Again, you will not win. People who make money on weapons and, and big companies and corporations will win. If you were so fucking smart, why wasn't the America the perfect society today? It isn't. And you know that. And you think a jerking off with your gun gonna help? No, it won't. I know you like guns, but you are also fucking afraid 24-7. I saw a friend of mine from Georgia said to me, like, he would love to be in Norway to listen to news about his country who was not a fucking action movie. Yeah, because that here in my country we can listen to news. We don't watch action movies to see the news. Go ahead, love your guns. Buy so many guns if you want. For why? I don't care because nobody in the world are afraid of you. Nobody, nobody. Even if you put your pictures on Twitter, on Facebook, and anything, you're just a laughing stock. Because it's like that. If you have to say that you have a big dick all the time. It's probably not true. This is what Trump, where Trump tells the truth. Have a fucking nice evening. That uh, was it. Trump tells the truth. Uh, hey, uh, talking about guns. Uh, did you see this uh, ABC <laughs> mistakenly label a video from the U.S. gun range as Syrian weapons? Yeah, I saw. Wow. I saw these. I saw a YouTube video where somebody took the two, like the. YouTube. It was an actual YouTube video of uh, this uh, some kind of uh, uh, gun range where they. It's like a military gun range uh, in, in some you know probably in the south is my guess where uh, they were shooting a bunch of stuff. It was like a an ex exhibition. So there's like a crowd of people with like their phones. They're all uh, filming this. Pe- all these things being blown up by all these big guns you know what i mean it's like a crowd of people watching all this stuff blow up uh but abc took that footage and zoomed in so that (laughs) you didn't see the crowd you just saw the explosions and stuff and then they played it during a thing saying that it was footage uh of syria um some people saying that this is you know obviously people like donald trump saying this is fake news this and that my guess is some guy you know, maybe sent in, sent in uh, the already cropped footage and as like sent it into ABC and said, "Hey, I got this footage right. from Syria," and they didn't fact check yeah. it. They didn't go, "Oh, we yeah. better double check and make sure this is actually real footage." They just put it up because they trusted the person, that's- and that's my guess as to what ha- actually happened here. But it is hilarious that they uh, it is took a YouTube video from I don't know from. When was the YouTube video from? Does it say in this article? No. But it was an old YouTube no. video some, from like a while ago, uh, and they put it up. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. Something else that's hey, hilarious. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, we got an email address. Oh, yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> well, we, we got an email at that email address, anotherdigitalcitizen oh. at gmail.com. It says, uh, are we on Facebook? Uh, as well, 
I've heard rumors that we are on Facebook as well. We are, and we're also on Twitter. Uh, yeah, so go check us out there. We're on iTunes and what? Spotify and all these other places. It says, "Hey, Fro." Uh, what's our name? What, what's our name on Twitter? Look uh, <laughs> at Podcast ADC. I barely remembered that. Hey, Fro. Right. Why does the Norwegian hey. army have barcodes on the side of their ships? I don't know. So they can scan Denavian. Applause. That was from Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> Very good, Jeremy. Very good. Funny joke, Jeremy. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I will give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'll give it a 4. Uh, okay, you give it a 4. He's the mean one, Jeremy. Yeah, um, we're also a member of Pod All the Time Network. Uh, they are very nice on us on Twitter. They help us check out the other podcast in that network and tell them that we sent you. Hey, TV round. Um, before we go into that, Sesame Street uh, is the future new puppet uh, whose mom is struggling with opiate addiction. Why are they doing this? Uh, Sesame Street is taking a new step to help America's kids navigate the thornier parts of life in America, uh, the opioid crisis. Uh, the Sesame Street workshop is exploring the backstory of Carly, a bright green and yellow-haired friend of Elmo, Elmo's, whose mother is battling addiction. Uh, so yeah, they're bringing in a new puppet, and the puppet is friends with Elmo, and this puppet's mom has opioid addiction. Mm. Is this a good idea or is this a bad idea? Uh, I have mixed feelings. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I understand why you're doing it, but bringing it to Sesame Street, yeah, no. I I I I think it's a general good attention, but bad idea. How about that? You know the dare. Is you know what dare is from? I dare you to do something. Yeah. No, dare was a program here in America. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the, the dare. You thinking of like truth and dare? I'll send you. I'll send you. Well, it. I think that's kind of where it came out of. But it was a thing in the nineties, yeah. and then it went away, and then it, they brought it back uh, recently. Here's here's the website. I just sent you the website. <laughs> Sounds like truth and dare. Yeah. It's been proven that dare. It's this program that they send like cops into schools to teach kids about drugs. It's been proven that these kind of things just teach kids how to do drugs. They don't teach kids oh, like need... you're instead you're trying to uh, what's a good word for it? You're trying to educate them on drugs, but at the same time right. you're educating them on drugs where they didn't know anything about drugs before, and now you just told them all about opioids on Sesame Street. You see what I mean? So it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, you're educating them about opioids, but you're also educating them about opioids, <laughs> right? So, yeah. We need to talk uh, about this organization one time, and we need to have that as a topic. All right. Yeah, actually, uh, we've got an opening some, somewhere. Uh in a couple of weeks, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll throw it in there. Okay, cool. I have never ever heard of this. It reminds me of uh, 
where this is the aggression, but I'll tell it anyway. It reminds me when we had those very cool, we had a rapping group coming to uh, our school teaching us to not smoke. And I remember that as one of the first times I smoked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. I remember Dare, uh, the first time hearing in Dare uh, something about drugs. Uh, drugs and alcohol and all this stuff and then i go it they would always bring in the cops so it was always a cop who was talking to you about dare stuff so he's yeah. talking to us about drugs he's alcohol these are all bad don't do this and then we go out to recess at lunch after the dare thing and the cop is out there smoking a cigarette behind the school and it's like wait a second the hip the hypocrisy hit me right there and i was like this guy doesn't actually believe anything he's saying <laughs> right Drugs are cool, yeah, like, bad, yeah, what is us ever, anyway. Hey, uh, not much new on TV, but Luke, have you ever seen Big Mouth on Netflix? Uh, I saw an episode, I, I, uh, I never really got into it for some reason, right. It is so fucking hilarious, I have never seen it before this week. <laughs> <laughs> and I decided to, because I, I think their third season just came out on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so I binged the two first uh, episodes. I fucking loved it. I this I, I really, really, really recommend. I, I, I didn't know anything about this before this month, uh, this week. So, yeah, uh, Big Mouth. Have you seen anything? Yeah. Uh, something that uh, we talked about uh, watching in the past, Perfect Harmony, right? I was saying... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's nothing like Glee. And then episode three happened, and they went to the diner, and the girls started singing <laughs> and dancing around like Glee, and I went, <laughs> click... Three episodes and I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. Never watching that show again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turned into Glee in the third episode. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah. They hadn't done that up until then. In the first two episodes, no, there was no. none of that bullshit. And then no, third episode, no. they decided they were going to do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of you when I saw that. Uh... <laughs> The Purge came out with a yep. new episode in season one, uh, season two, sorry. Season two, episode one, yeah. Fucking hell. This was a great idea. What uh, I'm, I'm, I I was thinking when I watched this, because, uh, can we spoil it? Can we spoil this episode? Well, it's the first episode, so there's not much to spoil. Well, I, I think what I did with focusing of, the aftermath of well, not this episode. Birds. This episode well focuses it, it was, on oh. the very final few uh, minutes of, oh. of the purge, right. and the rest of the season is going to focus on the the year in between the last purge, and so the final episode will probably the very final thing in the final episode of this season is going to be the beginning of the next purge, right? Right, and that's so smart. That's so incredibly smart. I like it, I but I also really hate it. it. <laughs> Why? 
because it kind of breaks the mythology of the purge in the sense that yeah. it goes outside of the the purge itself where we've never done it's kind of it was it the movie where they, they explain the backstory of the purge and it oh. kind of ruined it the, I can see this yeah. doing the same thing. It hasn't done it yet. I like the concept. Right. I just see the potential for it being uh, a mythology ruiner, right? So, okay. I don't know. It could be uh, good. Yeah, I like this episode. I gave it a I, seven. Oh yeah, I gave it a seven as well. Very strong seven, almost seven and a half. Uh, what else did I watch? Tripstone. Uh, oh, well, oh sorry, it was my turn. But go ahead. Oh, uh, come on. Here you go. Well, you just said Treadstone. I was going to watch this last yeah. week, but for some reason it said it was going to come out last week, and it didn't, and then it came out this week. Oh. I, I was very confused as to why it didn't come out last week. Okay. Uh, did you watch it? No, I, I didn't. I was way too busy this week, but I, I was going to watch it last week, and uh, uh-huh. it didn't come out, so I was confused. So this is the Jason Bourne uh, TV show. Um... It reminds me of Hana in a in a good way, but it also reminds me of the very bad uh, Jason Bourne film, the last Jason Bourne film that was shit and not uh, about Jason Bourne. I kind of liked it. Okay. I will give it a six and a half. All right. I, six I, and a half. Yeah. I'll have to watch yeah. it. I never saw the very final the really bad Jason Bourne movie. I never watched it. Oh. I've seen all the other ones, so maybe oh. I, I'll have oh. a different perspective on, on it than you. We'll see. Um, <laughs> something you told me to watch that I watched every episode mm-hmm. this week, uh, Mr. In-Between, mm-hmm. which is actually on FX here in America, Fro. Ah, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, Australian show, but... It, it is in. It, they are running it in America, so I don't know if this is old yep. in Australia. Like, it might have come out in Australia a while. I have no idea, but um, it is a very good show. It's similar to a lot of other show. Uh, there's a. It it's similar to other shows I've seen where uh, I mm-hmm. want to kind of compare it to Dexter or something like that. Kind of right. It mm-hmm. has a Dexter feel to it, where he's living kind of a secret life as a hitman. Um, and overall, I really liked it. Uh, I gave it an eight. Uh, I've seen all the episodes uh, of this season, at least. Of season two, right? So you did see season one first, right. or yeah, exactly. Well, I right. mean, I've, right. I'm. I, what I meant was, I'm all the way up to where we are now in in the series, right? Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't understand what you meant. <laughs> Uh, I have to mention it. Emergence uh, is that the biggest surprise of this year for you? Uh, I'm not surprised because I sent you the trailer for that and said it was going to be amazing like a month before it came out. So I'm not surprised, oh. but uh, it is a good show. If that I am, means. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm. I was. I was thinking. Uh, of it when I, I was watching it to, uh, today, I was thinking about it because it it is what uh, the show that we covered uh, was trying to be uh, with the statue. What was it called? I don't even. Oh, remember. manifest. 
Right, which it, Manifest, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure the new season of that's coming out very soon. Yay. Yay. Can't wait to not Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to not see that. Uh, but yeah, it rem- and it it, it 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 is trying to be somewhat like that, but this time actually doing it. And I, I will give them this. This is the best child actor I've ever fucking seen in any show. Like she's up there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't mean Stranger like Things, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they they're not that young though in Stranger sure. Things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's a kid, kid. So, but yeah, no, Emergence. I, I, if if you're not watching that. That's a very hard recommend from me. Yeah, something I'd recommend. Uh, yeah, season finale of Lodge 49 was this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Season very... 2 and not season 3, like you said. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I... it is season 2. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, Lodge 49, the end of this season was amazing. Uh, there is a very similar ending to the other season. Uh, it seems like it's kind of going to be a running joke. Maybe every season will end in a very similar way, but uh, mm. definitely sets up for a third season, and I'm excited to see what happens. I'm not sure if they have been set up for another season, but uh, I would assume so, just by how the ending went. And my last thing is that I finished Big Brother... This week, oh okay, season of Big Brother, yes, the most recent season there. of Big Brother US, obviously. Yes, very good. Uh, I I love this face when he understood he was the racist and got the money. That's <laughs> one of the most hilarious. Like he looked so guilty and happy at the same time. I never seen someone feel guilty and happy at the same time. As that guy did. What I'm seeing, Lodge 49 returning series. So, yeah, it looks like it's coming back for a third season. Um, yeah, that ending is one of the craziest endings of any Big Brother ever. <laughs> I mean... It was good. Yeah, I, oh. I don't know how you could ever uh, top that. I almost feel like they yeah. knew that that was going to happen, so they told him right at the very very end right before they were going to announce it because they knew that there was a potential that that could happen and it would be crazy. I mean, the producers is who I'm talking about, so, yeah. Anything else you watched? That was all the TV for me this week. Let's go on to I'm Dumb, episode 5, Luke. What was episode 5 all about? Right. Uh, I don't have the thing up. Uh, it was a very good episode, though, as far as... Uh, it was a very good episode. I think this was the best episode so far. What did you think? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely the best. It says, alone uh, in, in this, uh, you have me, in, in uh, parentheses. Uh, Alma realizes Sam has been lying to her, and they get into a fight. Alma bounces between different timelines in her life, Sam's life, and their relationship. So, uh, what happened in this episode is, uh, the thing that I thought was kind of happening is that he... She broke up with him, but she didn't remember, and he did, and he lied to her about it, 
and this sends her into this kind of spiraling thing. And then there's at one point, she's no longer in her own timeline. She's in his timeline. Mm-hmm. That was pretty wild. It was really good. I I I I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, and I was like, okay, this is what it has been building to. Then I'm okay with it, because like last week I was very disappointed. In, in in the episode episode four was very bad, and uh, you said to me like it, it is a very build up episode, and I and then I watched episode five and I was like I'm I'm happy that I had that build up up to now because I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much as I did, so I understand why they did it. Right. They could have done it in another way, but but I understand why they did it. And this episode wouldn't have felt as emotional as it did without that build-up. But again, uh, we couldn't know that because we're watching one one episode and we're not benching it like it's clearly meant to be. Yeah, benched. it is clearly meant yeah. uh, to be watched Very all at quick. once. But this, yes, uh, and they are like twenty-two minute episodes. This this episode. Um, just felt way more packed with information, way more packed with action, yep. uh, emotion. Yep. Like you said, this was probably the most emotional episode so far, uh, yep. uh, especially the stuff with her and, and learning how to, because she's dad. deaf, yeah. so uh, learning how to uh, speak sign language with her dad and all that. Um, that was super emotional. Oh, that, so yeah. this that pond when she goes back to that pond in that house oh i i almost cried (laughs) i almost cried yeah Uh, overall this is definitely the best episode i'm going to give it a like an 8.5 i'm going to give it a nine okay yep fantastic episode can't wait to see the rest now yeah this definitely puts you in in the mode to be like, okay, now I want to just watch the rest of it. This is the first one for me yeah. that I went, okay, now I want to watch all of this all at once. But the rest of it, right. I, I hadn't been that way. This episode really hooked me. Yeah, totally. Hey, eugenics! Oh, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. What is eugenics? Uh, it's a set of beliefs or practices that aim... To improve the genetic quality of hum- of a human population by excluding certain genetic groups judged to be inferior and promoting other genetic groups judged to be superior. Uh, the definition of eugenics has been a matter of debate uh, since the term was coined. I mean, uh, we can go right into it, can't we? And I mean... Uh, it's most known for Nazi Germany. I mean, <laughs> that's the first thing I think of when I think of a eugenics movement. Right. Nazi Germany. You think that, but even in this, uh, it, Nazis were actually, the, the after that was the decline of eugenics because it was, it's, it says right here, uh, while eugenics principles have, have been practiced as early as ancient Greece, the history of eugenics uh, began er- in the early 20th century when popular eugenics movements emerged in the United Kingdom, fro, and then spread mm-hmm. to many countries, including United States and Canada, and mostly in European countries. In this period, eugenic ideas were 
espoused across a politi- the political spe- spectrum. So, uh, consequently, many countries adopted eugenic policies intending to improve the quality of their population's genetic stock. Such programs included both positive measures such as encouraging individuals deemed particularly fit to reproduce and negative measures such as marriage prohibitions and forced sterilization of people deemed unfit for reproduction. So the, the, I'm, I'm not talking about Nazi Germany here. I'm talking about the UK, United States, and Canada. <laughs> and I just read that. that oh, yeah. Right, exactly. So, uh, but like you said, but the eugenics... But in the next paragraph, yeah, yes. Go, in, was, go into that. I was that. just going to say that. The eugenics movement became associated with Nazi Germany and the Holocaust when many of the defendants at the Nuremberg trials attempted to justify their human rights abuse by claiming there were a little difference between the Nazi eugenics program and the U.S. eugenics program. In the decade following the World War II, with the emphasis on human rights, many countries began to abandon the eugenics policies all through uh, the Western countries, including the United States, Canada and Sweden, among them, uh, continued to carry out forced sterilization. So go, if you see you see the blue, uh, the hyperlink, it says U.S. eugenics right there. Uh, yes, it, I do. Yeah, go there. Uh, eugenics was practiced in the United States many years before eugenics programs in Nazi Germany, which were largely inspired by the previous American work, uh, Stefan Kor, how do you, I don't know how, uh, yeah, has documented the consensus between Nazi race policies and those eugenicists in other countries, including the United States, and points out that eugenicists understood Nazi policies and measures as a realization of their goals. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's, I'm going to look at kind of the uh, early part here. Uh, the American eugenics movement received extensive funding from various corporate foundations, including uh, the Carnegie Institution, Rockefeller Foundation, the Harriman Ro- and Harriman Ro- Railway uh, Railroad Fortune. Uh, a- Kellogg, like Kellogg cereal, provided funding to help mm-hmm. form Race Betterment Foundation in Battle Creek, Michigan. The Eugenics Records Office was founded in Cold Springs. Harbor, New York, in 1911, uh, using money from the Harriman Railroad Fortune and Carnegie Institutions. Uh, as late as the 1920s, the ERO was one of the leading organizations in American eugenics movement. Right. So that, yeah, this was happening in America before the whole uh, Nazi thing, which is interesting, because when we, when I think about it, I automatically think about Nazis, right? Don't you? Mm. Right. Yep. That's what I said. And uh, it, it, I, I think, uh, I think it's very uh, unfair, uh, of course. But it is, it is incredibly uh, uh, famous for it. I also saw um, uh, this week. I, I saw a documentary. On, on YouTube about eugenics okay uh, and and how it was used on gypsies through uh, through time okay and uh, it has been used in in Russia against 
the gypsies in Russia to try to sterilize the whole fucking uh, gypsy community uh, uh, and things like that. I also remember uh, 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 reading about uh, them doing it to Norwegian girls that were married to German soldiers after the war, war, they were forced sterilized. That's a part of Norwegian history we don't very speak much about. So, I mean, we have blood on our hands like any other fucking country when it comes to eugenics and, and how to, to, to try to stop I think something like this has been, I mean, the idea comes uh, out of, well, we'll go into it right now. The idea goes way back. It says here, the concept of positive eugenics to produce better human beings has existed at least since Plato, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Suggested selective mating to produce a guardian class. In Sparta, every Spartan child was inspected by a council of elders, if you've seen the movie 300, uh, which determined if the child was fit to live or not. In early years of ancient Rome, a Roman father was obliged, uh, obligated by law to immediate, immediately kill this child if they were physically disabled. Right. Uh, the f- first formal negative eugenics... How is that not negative? Uh, negative eugenics <laughs> is that the legal provision against the birth of allegedly inferior human beings was uh, in Western Europe... In Western European culture, in Christian council of Adage in 506, which forbade marriage between cousins. Uh, This idea was promoted by William Goodall, uh, who advocated for castration. Uh, The idea of the modern project of improving human population through statistical understanding of hereditary used to encourage good breeding was originally developed by Francis Galton. Uh, and initially was closely linked to Darwinism and his theory of natural selection, which makes sense. Right. Totally. But it's it's something that we we have had uh, through history. And it uh, what did it miss me when I did the little like research about this is how far back it goes back, like like you said, like through Plato. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I, I thought it was a pretty new thing that started more or less in, in Germany. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I had known that it was a thing in America at some point, but it, I, you know, I, uh, I didn't realize that it was kind of the basis of then the what the Nazis built it out of is the UK stuff and the and well started yeah. in the UK and then moved around and 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 ended up coming over from UK to the United States and Canada uh, and that and then th- ended up in Germany and at I guess at the end of this whole discussion we're gonna say uh, that's where it kind of died because of uh, of the Nazis right uh, all wow. these other people were fine with it but then the Nazis did it and it became very bad it's it, it's strange I mean it's bad in general in my opinion I don't know what do you think oh yeah Oh, totally. I mean, I, they're I, even talking about the idea of idea. positive eugenics versus negative eugenics. I don't see a, right. po- I don't see a positive here. Uh, yeah, no, neither. 
I'm trying to think of what the positive would be. <laughs> right? I'm really yeah, trying right. I'm trying to play devil's advocate and it's not happening in my head right now. Um Um I want to go to Nazism, so let's talk about it. The scientists' reputation of eugenics started to decline in the nineteen thirties, a time where Ernst Rudin used eugenics as a justification for racial policies of the Nazi Germany. Uh Adolf Hitler had praised and incorporated eugenics ideas in Mein Kampf in 1925 and emulated eugenics lessons for the sterilization of detectives, uh, defectives, sorry, uh, uh, that has pioneered in the United States once uh, he took over uh, power. Some common early 20th century eugenics methods involve identifying and classifying individuals and their families, including the poor, mentally ill, blind, deaf, development, displaced uh, women that like to sleep around homosexual and racial groups uh, as degenerate or unfit and therefore led to segregation, uh, sterilization, and even mass murder. The Nazi practice of uh, euthanasia was carried out on hospitals, patients in the Akon Thief Center, such as Harem Castle. At the end of uh, World War II, uh, many uh, decremerary uh, eugenic laws were abandoned, having become associated with uh, Nazi Germany. H.U. Uh, Wells, who called for the sterilization of failures in 1904, stated in his uh, 1940 uh, book, The Rights of Men, or What Are We Fighting For?, that uh, among the human rights which he believed in, were, should possible be able to all people, was a prohibition or um, mutilations, sterilizations, torture, and any body punishment. After World War II, the practice of imposing measures intended to prevent birth with normal, uh, with, with a normal ethical, racial, or religious group fell the definition of the new in, international crime of genocide set in the Convention uh, of uh, Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. So it started and stopped there. Uh, China maintained its one-child uh, one policy until 2015. I find it very interesting because uh, last week tonight, uh, last week, not this week, but last week, talked about the one-child policy in China and how it almost has uh, made uh, a need for uh, men into China because uh, no women into China because there are so incredibly few women there because uh, uh, when when people were told to just have one child mm -hmm. they all killed a bunch of girls so uh, he talked about. Uh, there being so little girls that it led, it has it has led to a problem in China. Right. Speaking of China, 
to go off topic really quick, let's do a mm. side sidebar here. Uh, we were talking about South Park last week in China, right? Did you hear yes. after that the end? What happened with the NBA? Yes, I did. <laughs> wow, it's it's become a huge thing here now. After that, like the South Park yeah. thing was big, yeah. but then the NBA happened, and that was even bigger than the South Park thing. I think. I mean, South Park is one thing because it's so uh, controversial already. Right, but right. the NBA—that's to ban the entire NBA—is a whole, whole different idea there. Uh, Over a stupid tweet. Right. Exactly. Over a stupid tweet, like saying that's oh, not, that he deleted. Tweet. Right. That he, he even deleted. Yeah. So freaking yeah. In two thousand and seven, the United States Nations reported conservative sterilization and ubitones uh, in Uzbekistan. So it's already 2007. During the years uh, 2005 to 2013, nearly one-third of uh, 144 California prison inmates were sterilized, did not uh, give uh, lawful consent to the operation. So from 2005 to 2013, they actually uh, tried to to kill kill the children of 144 California prisons prisoners that feels a lot all right let's go to ethics um, yeah. opposition the common criticism of eugenics is that it inevitably leads to measures that are unethical some fear future eugenic wars as a uh, the worst case scenario, the return of oh state-sponsored genetic discrimination and human rights violations such as compulsory sterilization of a person with genetic defects or killing of institu- uh, killing of the institutionalized and specifically segregation and genocide of races perceived as inferior. Uh, health law professor George Anna Anna's. Uh, and technological law professor Lori Andrews are predominant advocates of the position that the use of these technologies could lead to such human uh, post-human warfare, uh, post-human caste warfare. Um, right. Yeah. Should we go to endorsements? Uh, yeah, go into that. Some, for example, is natural sea comfort from the. John Hopkins University claimed the sh- uh, change from state-led uh, reputative genetic decision-making to individual choice uh, has moderated the worst abuse of eugenics by transferring the decision-making from the state to the patient and their family. Comfort suggests that the eugenic impulse uh, drives us to eliminate disease, live longer, healthier, with greater intelligence, and better adjustments to the conditions of society, and health benefits, the intellectual thrill, and the profits of genetic biomedicine are too great uh, for us to do otherwise. Others, such as uh, bio... What do you call that? A bio... Bioethicist. There you Thank you. Yep. Stephen Wilson of the Keele University and Honor Research Fellow Eva Garrett of the University of Manchester 
claim that some aspect of the modern genetics can be classified as eugenics, but that the classification does not inherit make it modern genetics immoral. So they are saying that modern genetics and uh, the aspects of eugenics are, are some of the same. Well, so I think the that what they're saying is nowadays we actually, back in the 1900s, we couldn't manipulate genetics where we can right. actually manipulate genes now. And so they're saying what we thought of as eugenics in the 1900s was uh, breeding, right? The Forcing uh, you to breed or not to breed, uh, depending on right. whether you're seen as good or bad or, you know, good or inferior or whatever. They're saying... Uh, our modern day genetics, how is that any different? If we were to genetically m modify or manipulate somebody to be uh, a better, faster, stronger, bigger person, is that different than eugenics? Right. I think that's their point. Does that make sense? Right. What do you think it, about that? Yes. No, I don't agree. I don't agree with them at all. I, I, I think, think it's just their... I think it has some yeah. merit in the sense that uh, you, if you're doing it for the same purpose, if your whole purpose is right. I'm uh, my, I'm going to genetically enhance this person to make a super race of human beings like Jeffrey Epstein was. Mm -hmm. Remember that? If that's, I think that was where we even came up with this whole idea of we wanted to talk about this topic was Jeffrey Epstein, right? I don't know how we haven't talked right. about that yet. Uh, the idea right. of making a super race of Jeffrey Epstein people that he wanted people to genetically modify these babies to make a super race of people. Is that different than uh, the eugenics of the 1900s? Uh, I think it's the same, but it's different in the sense that it's not being done through like a government. It's being done just in the background scientifically. Right. Uh, people in Norway has have been talking a lot about this, uh, especially when it comes to people with Down syndrome, because in Norway uh, we have something called the water, uh, like birth water test or something like that, that okay. all the women can have to to see if they uh, the risk of having someone born with Down syndrome, and then you can. Uh, actually abort it later than you can with other normal... I've never uh, heard of this. Wow. Don't oh, yeah, let this yeah. get over to America. People will fucking freak out. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, it's... it's, it's and in, in Norway, there, there has been a great discussion of, of if that should be illegal or not. And, and some parties of uh, especially the Christian party in, in Norway are against this test. Uh, how accurate? I would. I'd need to do a lot more research to find out how accurate the test is. I mean, is that ethical? Just to begin with, if the even if the test was a hundred percent accurate, is that ethical? I still. I wow. Yeah. I'd have to really do some research on that. I don't even know myself, yeah. and I'm pro-abortion, right? So wow. Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pro abortion as well, but do I think you you should be allowed to have a test like that? I don't know. Should you well, should you be able like here's an even more extreme example. What if there was a test you could do to find out if your child was blonde and had blue eyes and then we were if they didn't you could abort them, right? 
I mean, it's an it's a more extreme example, but right. is it the same? I don't know if it's the same, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to hear what uh, other people you, have to you think come about to that. A slippery slope. Uh, yeah. I want to hear what other people have to think about it, though. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. It's a slippery slope. I think that's it. Uh, anything else you want to talk about when we talk about eugenics? Uh, no, I think we've covered everything. Movies! I've only say, seen good movies this week. Uh, I'm going to start out with. The Room from 2019, so not that movie that's called The Room. Oh, okay. But another, another movie called The Room. I didn't know uh, there were two. It's about... Right. Uh, this is only has 5.8 on IMDb, but I give it a 7.5. Uh, it's about... Uh, this couple that uh, uh, has bought a house, okay, and uh, they find a room in the house where, if you're in that room, you can wish for anything in the world. Right. Okay. But it comes with some consequences. So it, it's <laughs> it's Wishmaster. It it is Wishmaster, but more clever. Okay. Yeah. I really liked it. I really, I, I thought it was a very good movie. Seven and a half. Okay, cool. Uh, when did it come out? This year? Two yeah, this year. Oh, yeah, cool. 2009. Uh, I saw a movie called, uh, when is this from? April of this year, called Crypto. Okay. Uh, <laughs> with Luke Helmsworth. Uh, who else? Yes. Kurt Russell was in it. Uh, yes. <laughs> Some other oh the girl who is the daughter from um what what what's that show, uh that you really like that I that I'm not a huge fan of oh, what I can't remember it Alexis uh Bleedeal. what's her name uh Gilmore Girls right the daughter from Gilmore oh. Girls yeah yes right yes. uh okay. which. Nobody would know her name, but you would know her as the daughter from Kilmore yes. Girls, I guess. Uh, yeah, this movie was weird. Uh, what's a good way to describe it? It it was trying to be something. It was trying to be this <laughs> very interesting kind of thriller movie, but it, it definitely had a lot of like very <laughs> strange propaganda things happening in it as well, as far as like mm. uh, in, uh, internet bad uh, living out on a farm, growing potatoes good, sure. was kind of the like yes. moral of this movie. Um, <laughs> overall, I gave it. Uh, I'll give it a four. I mean, it, it's on the bad side, yeah. but it's not. It's not terrible. Terrible. I was entertained at points and things like that. Very predictable as far as like the storyline goes. Uh, I knew who the bad guy, secret bad guy, was in the first what ten minutes mm -hmm. of the film. But overall, uh, not super, like, it's not as bad as some of the movies I've seen this year, uh, but Rotten Tomatoes gave it 20%, so. I, I I must admit that I don't remember that movie before you just mentioned it, that's how. Well, April was a while, away, a, a while ago if you saw it that far <laughs> back. I, I'm not sure when I saw it, but anyway. 
yeah, uh, we should say that we promised the audience that we would have a review and spoiler alert of the Breaking Bad movie. Luke have just have not have fucking time this week. We I think I'm going to be free Friday, by the way, Fro. Yeah, we, we will probably do it this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, but uh, I saw another Netflix movie uh, called Fractured uh, with Sam Wardingwood, Wardington, Lily Ray, and Sam Wardingwood. Okay. Warding, Wardington? Wardington. Okay. Okay. I'm Warrington. Uh, Lily Rabe and Steve Toblowski. Directed by Brad Anderson. Um, this is a very interesting movie. I saw it twice this week. That's how interesting I, I found it. It's about this guy that uh, looks after his uh, wife and his daughter after they disappear from this emergency room. Okay. And we find out maybe, yeah, what's up with that? Why is he not finding his daughter and uh, and uh, his wife? And why does everybody insist they don't exist and things like that oh right i saw the commercial for this yeah okay yes but uh yeah i give it an eight yeah i really liked it all right maybe i'll check it out this week i was thinking about watching it but for some reason i think i was like i was more in like a mood for a comedy or something at the time so I, i i didn't watch it i think i watched tv or something like that well we'll talk about the comedy a little later because it's one of the most funniest movies i ever seen in my entire life, for the wrong reasons. But before we talk about that movie, let's see the trailer uh, for Jexy! The future of smartphones has arrived. Okay. Introducing a different kind of digital assistant. Mm. It smells so new. <laughs> technology. It smells so new. I like Adam Devine. He is funny. Ah, it's a parody of her? Is that what it is? That's funny. Yeah. Well, kind of. It's a phone instead of a computer, but it's similar. Yeah. Well, it's the smart... Oh, you're okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You're okay? I'm fine, but more importantly, your phone? It looks like he's the only one that has it? Or does, is this like everybody has one? You guys are supposed to write I guess we'll find out. We haven't gone viral since yesterday. Prison lips. What do you got? Cats that look like Ryan Gosling? I like you. I like you. I like you. Take a chance and try something new. She is so cute. I heard you say, call Kate Finnegan. No, I did not. Bye, shopless Kate. Hang up the phone, Jesse. This looks funny. Are you ready to go? Yeah. It does. Would you mind not bringing your phone? Who this bitch? <laughs> you promised you'd be home by 11 to watch Cupcake Wars with me. <laughs> Wake up, bitch! The weather today will be 80 degrees and sunny. You told me you were supposed to be sunny! 
Oh, Wanda Sykes. Wanda. Yeah. I'm done. You do not know how to get home, do you? Oh, that's Rosie Byrne? I love Rosie Byrne. Pictures of your junk to everyone. Oh, that looks funny. Yeah, that does look that looks pretty good. Uh right. So what is this Oscar nominated movie all about? Jexy, Phil has a ma major dependency issue. He has an addiction to his cell phone. He has no friends and his love life is non-existent. Forced to upgrade to a new phone, Phil soon learns that the latest model comes with Jexy, an artificial intelligence life coach, virtual assistant, and cheerleader. With its help, he begins to get uh, a real life, but as he becomes less dependent on his phone, Jexy starts to morph into a tech nightmare that is determined to keep Phil all to itself. Uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't. It kind of came across with that in the trailer, but it felt it. I, I felt like that trailer didn't really come across too much with the nightmare part. You know what I mean? But a little bit. Uh, what does this have on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes? Right, 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. But I went to the Facebook. Uh, Samika Milligan says, Oh my god, I love this movie. Don't care what anyone has to say about it. It was awesome and so hilarious. Um, Mary Crook says... What did, you say on my, what did you say you say on IMDb, by the way? 5.6? It has 7 now. 7? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Weird. That's yeah, a huge discrepancy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mary Crook says, just got home from seeing it. So funny. Uh, gives a new meaning to phone sex. Ha ha ha. Uh, smiley emoji. Mm. Yeah. That was uh, what I was thinking about, like, uh, when I said her, because her was definitely about sex and things like that. Uh, Justin Morogues, uh, 19098, uh, says, give it one star on IMDb and says, no, just no. It could be done so much with this premise and instead turn it into a garbage heap of uh, over downright stupid humor with no true punchline. Uh, one of those waits for Netflix Redbox films at best, because the last, the last during, but but oh, because at last during it you could zone out your phone <laughs> if you choose to. <laughs> yeah, I, I got mixed feelings about this because like the. Reviews are bad, but all the people I'm seeing are say uh, on Facebook and stuff are saying they like it. Like seventy three percent of Google users like the movie, fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know how to feel about this. This is one you're just gonna have to see yourself to figure out if you like it or not. I think. 
Yeah, and and a seven uh, out of ten on IMDb. That's a big uh, difference. Uh, but uh, Luke, do you know what other movie comes out this week? Da 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 da. Ah, da da da. Ah, ah. Adam's right. family comes out. We At, need the new animated Adam. Adam's family. Say that ten times fast. Yeah. Yeah. Members of a mysterious and spooky Adams family, Gomez, Morcia, Pugsley, Wednesday, Uncle Vester, and Grandma are, are re, re, rapidly preparing for a visit of their even creepier relatives. But when trouble arises and when a shady TV personality, Margus Needler realizes that the AD Adams family's eerie Hilltop mansion is standing off the way of her dream to see all all the houses in the neighborhood. This has, uh, let's see, uh, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 41 on Rotten Tomatoes, 45 on Metacritics, 81% of Google users liked it. Uh, yeah, Chloe Grace Mortez and Charlize Theron has... Well, some of the voices. All right, the other movie that came out, Gemini Man. <laughs> Henry Brogan is an elite 51-year-old assassin who is ready to call oh. it quits after completing his 72nd job. I'm getting too old for this shit. Uh, his plans... Mm -hmm. Yeah, never heard... It. Did they actually say that in the movie at all, Fro, ever? Yes. They yes, actually do yes. say that? Mm. Okay. Okay. Fro did see this movie, no. by the way. His plans get turned <laughs> yes, upside down. He'll, you can talk about it in a second. His plans turned upside mm -hmm. down when he becomes the target of a mysterious operative who seemingly can predict his every move. To his horror, Brogan soon learns that the man who is trying to kill him is his younger, faster, cloned, uh, is a younger, faster, cloned version of himself. Okay, mm -hmm. 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, pretty big difference there. 38% uh, yeah. on Metacritic, but 82% of Google users liked it. Um, of course, uh, Will Smith, who, is, who else is in this? Uh, Nobody. Yeah, not really anybody. <laughs> yeah, nobody. nobody else. Yeah, I mean, there are other people yeah. in it, but nobody of, of any yeah. real note. Um, yeah, what did you think of this film, Fro? Ooh, ha, this was a steaming pile of garbage. I I can't remember uh, uh, the last time I have laughed this much in the cinema for all the wrong reasons. I I think I was more watched than this movie was, to be honest, because I I, 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 I couldn't like hold it in. And it, it it was laughably funny, bad. That's how how it was. Like I love Ang Lee, and I love that he takes chances. Uh, like the Hulk is amazingly pile of garbage, but I love uh, uh, Crunch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm. Like that's one of my my favorites. Uh, like movies like that. I think if you look back at it, it's. A little overrated now, but I think it's just because special effects have advanced so much so quickly. Right, right. But Brokeback Mountain is also one of I really like Brokeback Mountain. But yeah, 
No, this is uh, this. Uh, I saw this in 3D, uh, and I saw it with this 120 second thing. Uh, so it's very smooth and very weird looking movie and the technology doesn't really work because sometimes uh, because they have to de-age Will Smith especially at the end you very clearly see that he has gone out of money and and it looks so incredibly fake but yeah look guess what I gave this movie a big fat zero okay yeah. So let's go into the movie bet. <laughs> See what everything <laughs> made here. Uh, Adam's family. We'll start there. Uh, $30 million, $30.3 uh, for the Adam's family there. Uh, Gemini Man. Uh, I'm guessing probably did better, but it didn't. It did $20.5 million. It did worse than Adam's family, bro. I'm actually surprised yeah, by that quite, to... quite a bit. It, it had a budget of a hundred and twenty million or something like that. I think they said. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I guess uh, they had to pay Will Smith twice. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> Good joke. Uh, Je- Jexy only made three million in the opening weekend. Wow, not that it did really mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. yeah I think so I think was... those were all not going to do great because I I heard Joker still did like. Almost sixty yeah. million this weekend yep. after doing ninety yep. whatever last weekend. So yeah, yep. So that means uh, I'm done with my movies of this movie bet. The rest of the movies are yours. Oh yeah, that's so true. So let's see if you can beat uh, beat ninety something million. I've Good been luck. seeing a lot of Zombieland 2 uh, commercials. <laughs> uh, Still, good luck. Right. For some reason. There's this Maleficent commercial that I've seen. It's mm-hmm. like for like, I think it's for like a, a sink company or like a bathroom fixture company for like m- mirrors and like sinks and stuff like that. And it's been on mm-hmm. for, it has to have been since the beginning of the year. I've been watching this commercial and I never knew what it was a, like for. And now I'm just realizing that that commercial is for this. It's like a cross promotion from a sink company bathroom fixture company and this movie a very very weird crossover uh, uh i will say that i have uh, a little split feelings of melissa Fent because i like the first one and this is directed by a norwegian guy so i hope it does good i never saw the first <laughs> one yeah yeah this is directed by uh, someone called joachim running Hmm. Uh, uh, Norwegian, very good director. So, okay, I hope it does good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what do we do now? Oh, we talk about plugs. AudibleTrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's AudibleTrial.com slash another digital citizen. Get your uh, book for free and keep it, even if you cancel it. Do it. You can also check out that wrestling show with Bill and me, where we talk about all types of wrestling-related things. Uh, we are going to preview 
one of the things that I am really looking forward to this weekend. Slammiversary. When's uh, that? Is that this weekend? Yeah. Oh. Sometime. I'm really looking forward to that. I didn't even know. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be down to watch it. I haven't seen TNA in a long-ass time, or Impact, I guess it is now. Yeah, uh, we can do that. Let's talk about that later. Okay. Uh, and uh, also check out Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, where we review the newest episodes of South Park. And everything, Devin all the controversy Park? around surrounding South Park. Right. Uh, we already plugged Audible Trial, right? So, no, I think we're good. Uh, just share the podcast, like we said. Share it on your... Uh, iPod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> share it on your iPod? Yeah. How do you share it on your iPod? You just give your iPod to somebody. Just put our show only <laughs> on the iPod and just hand iPods to people with our and show. It's the only thing loaded on there. <laughs> <laughs> Worst business idea ever. Especially um, now, since they stopped making iPods, go look how much an iPod is on eBay. It's fucking ridiculous. They're, like, uh, as expensive as they would have been originally for, like, a refurb now. So, I want to talk about some YouTube stuff, because, holy fuck, uh, uh, the Ace family is uh, being in the news on every fucking thing that has been on YouTube this week. Uh, Have you seen this? I Well, they've been, uh, there's multiple things they've done over the last, what, like, three months I want to say, right. that have gotten them in trouble. But what's the latest thing that you saw? Well, uh, 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 they uh, there's a guy called Cole Kerrigan okay. that has tried to blackmail them for money. Right, all right. Yeah, because uh, uh, Drama Alert uh, very jokingly said that he was paid... Uh, Five hundred uh, thousand to shut up about the Ace family in a joke SMS, and this Cole Kerrigan told people and uh, exploited his friends and uh, people that has seen said that they have been raped by the Ace family. What? <laughs> and things like that. Yes, and he wanted to blackmail them for for money. So yeah. Fantastically, so, so so many videos on of of the Ace family. Okay, uh, and then there was Trisha Paytas, of course, again. Oh fucking hell! Wow. Yeah, because she she is a transsexual. Everybody who identifies mm -hmm. as female, because yeah, what? <laughs> How? What? Yeah, and then she came out with an apology, but she, yeah, she, I mean, she's just the worst, isn't she? I mean, the first time I ever saw her was Big Brother UK, and it seems like I can't escape her now. Like, she's everywhere I look now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, amazingly stupid. Uh, did you see the third uh, episode of the Shane Dawson documentary about uh, Jeffrey? Uh, no, I wasn't interested. Oh, this was the best one. Really? Okay. Uh, I think, uh, yeah. 
because uh, he gets burglarized in this episode, Jeffrey Star, and like t- tells this. Uh, I remember uh, uh, there was a lot of uh, YouTube stuff about that when he he was stolen from a lot of like uh, um, about how how uh, people like steal IDs from each other and how he has to be like very careful who he you know, like share the news about. So yeah, I would recommend the last. Uh, uh, Shen episode, the oh. third one. All right, cool. Uh, anything else on YouTube? Second a page, of, second maybe? page of Google. <laughs> That's the biggest meme. The, the funniest meme I've seen this week was the, the second page uh, of Google meme. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, that was good. Uh, you, you sent me a TV commercial. What right. is this? I, I I had seen this once before, and I I tried to write it down, and I forgot about it. And then when I was watching the debate. I saw this commercial again, so I was like, oh, I gotta write this okay. down and show it, show it to Fro. Let's just watch it, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Uh, this is a, from Bictarvi, which is like a... It's an AIDS uh, medication, Fro. Remember how okay. uh, Bernie Sanders said uh, uh, the, the pharmaceutical companies are going to be running commercials while we're doing this debate? This is one of those commercials, so let's go ahead and play it. Okay. I have never seen this or ever heard about it. Okay. In three, two, one, play. Actor portrayals. Guy in his car. What would I say to somebody living with HIV? Keep being you. Roller skates. Keep loving. Okay. We got two gay guys coming home. Keep striving. This guy going to a concert or something? Big Tarvi is a complete one pill, once a day treatment used for HIV okay. in certain adults. It's not a cure, but with one small pill, Big Tarvi fights HIV with three different medicines to help you get to undetectable. That means the amount Same of. Same guy, so like, can't be running? What, running to stairs so at a stadium? Question. Doing workout? Keep creating. And keep pouring your soul into everything you do. Serious side effects can occur, including kidney problems and kidney failure. Rare life-threatening side okay. effects include a buildup Looks of like some acid and uh, liver folk singer lady, maybe? Take Something? If you take or Tell your doctor about all the medicines and supplements you take. If you are pregnant or breastfeeding... Alright, you seeing anything wrong with this commercial so far, Fro? If you have hepatitis B, no. With this AIDS medication commercial, Fro. Common side effects were diarrhea, nausea... There's no sex in it? No. If you're HIV positive, keep loving who you are. Inside and out. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just figured it out, didn't you? <laughs> I just figured it out. Why is there only black people in it? It says, uh, this is two months ago from Andy Pacman Perez in the, oh in the comments on YouTube. Anybody else realize the commercial only has blacks and gays in it? <laughs> Oh my god! Why are there only black people in there? And, and two gay guys, right? It's oh, it's so like the mid '80s or something. It's the worst. This is the most fucked up commercial I've ever seen. And it played wow. during the presidential debate. Like this was the commercial that played during the presidential debate. Wow, that's racist. 
I like Roscoe. Ooh. Roscoe Dog also comments on this. I don't think having AIDS is as much fun as this ad makes it seem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. Everybody loves AIDS. AIDS, 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 AIDS. Do you remember that? Yes. From Team America. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Okay, uh, I think that's it. Uh, what are we going to talk about next week, Luke? Uh, next week, we're talking about news of the week. Uh, on the, in episode six, of course. And uh, another digital review of, I can never say the word, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about A Course in Miracles. Yeah. What is A Course in Miracles, Luke? It is the weird semi-religion thing uh, that Marianne Williamson uh, is a part of that we found out about when we covered Marianne Williamson. So now we're going to cover her weird religion thing. I don't know. Is it a religion? We'll find out next week. (laughs) Okay. Time to guess uh, three topics that we are definitely going to cover. I'm going to guess something very, very obvious. I'm going to guess that we will cover something about Brexit next week. Is that okay? <laughs> uh, there's rumors. a chance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There have been some rumors. <laughs> uh, okay. What else do I think? I think one of the big ones of uh, that was in debate uh, steps down. And I will guess that we will talk about motorcycles, because something. Some kind of motorcycle story, all right? Um, yes. I'm guessing we're going to do something about uh, vaping. I bet somebody some somebody's going to be attacking the vaping, uh, probably, because that happens every week. Uh, we're going to talk about mm, violence, uh, gun violence again, but it's going to be referring to uh, marijuana. Marijuana causes gun violence. There's a good one. Uh, okay. And we're going to talk about Dave Navarro. That's... Ooh. Ooh. I like that prediction. <laughs> I don't know why, but that guy's like... name came into my head. Dave Navarro. Mm, yeah. Look him up. He's weird. Anyway, uh, what's your name? My name's Luke. My name is Flo. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.